all, but it looks like the Reichland Reavers are facing off against their uh, their aged old enemies, the Gouged Eye, once again. Yes, and it looks like Varag Gulchur is going straight for Griff Overwald, Jim. Oh, but look at that. Griff is being protected by his frontline men. Oh, never mind. They've run right through them. Well, looks like yet another bloody day in, a, in the glorious sport of Blood Bowl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Natch 20 Review. Today, we are talking about Blood Bowl Team Manager, the card game. Uh, so, Blood Bowl uh, Team Manager, the card game, is a game about Blood Bowl, the game in which... In the Warhammer universe that revolves around uh, the most violent sport imagined, uh, I'm just we're going to do a little bit of a lore background here, and I'm going to let Shadow Chorus take this off. But first, we're going to introduce ourselves. I'm Sasaku. With me today is Units and Shadow Chorus. Uh, Pookie was not awake enough to play the game, so she's not seeing the review. But uh, yeah, Shadow Chorus, tell us a little bit about Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl is an age-old sport in the Warhammer universe, first rediscovered by the dwarves and orcs. Uh, and it is, if you imagine American football, and then add all of the violence in the world. Um, the goal is to win the match by having the most touchdowns by the end of the game. But one touchdown is enough if your entire enemy team is incapacitated by being punched into the ground. Um, various, various teams have crossed the Warhammer universe. Orcs, Undead, Chaos, Skaven... Humans, dwarves, everybody loves a good game of Blood Bowl. It's the one time people stop fighting is when the Blood Bowl pitch is opened up. I would not say that people stop fighting no. when the Blood Bowl pitch opens up. No, they it's just, just... They move the fighting onto the pitch. Yeah. I, there's, there's, this, the fighting's more concentrated. And Blood Bowl Team Manager, the card game, puts you in the role of a Blood Bowl Team Manager. Which, to clarify, Blood Bowl itself is a very complicated tabletop game. This is not that game, just... It's, it's not the same game. It is pretty complicated, but... It's a lot simpler and a lot quicker. It is indeed. So, uh, let's start with the teams. So, it's Blood Bowl, and the teams that you have at your ava- at your availability to be a manager of are the Reichland Reavers, uh, which are the human, the generic human team. Good at everything. Uh, the Grudge Bearers, which are the sturdy dwarves. The, uh, the Alethorn Avengers, which are a wood elf team that everybody hates... Because everybody in the Warhammer universe hates elves, including elves. The Athlone Avengers. Um, the Skaven Blight Scramblers, which are the Skaven team, which also everybody hates. Everybody hates Skaven and elves in equal measure. But for very different reasons. But for very different reasons. The Gouged Eye, which are the Orc team, and the Chaos All-Stars, which is the Chaos team. My favorite. Um, so, the uh, the game is played with a deck of cards. The deck of cards uh, that you get... You, basically, it's just it's your team layout. You have all of your... Uh, can you have one of the teams? Yep. Uh, this is a team? This is... That's the whole That's the whole deck. Okay, it's got yeah, this game yeah. team on the bottom. Yeah. So you have a deck. It's typically... It, it's 12 it's, it's starting... 12, yeah, 12, 12 starting, starting cards. Players. Uh, which are your 12 starting players. They're the they're the, the basic players of your of your team. For instance, the Skaven. We've got Skaven linemen, uh, Skaven gutter runners. We've got Skaven blitzer, the rat ogre, and the Skaven thrower. Um, they each have various abilities. They have, well, they have various things. Well, let's go ahead and break down the card. So each card has a couple bits of information on it. It's got a up strength or star power. It's got a down strength or star power. Its name and what it does, as well as tokens that show what sort of abilities they have. Uh, so the Skaven lineman has one power when it's standing up. When it gets knocked down... It has zero power when it's knocked down. It has the ability guard. Guard means that if another one of your units on that field were to get tackled, 
the linemen can jump in the way, basically, and take the hit for them. That's why they only have one power, because you're meant to sacrifice them to tackles. Uh, going down the line, we've got the Skaven Thrower. So, uh, each of if they have an ability that they do that activates when you play the card... Um, it'll show up as tokens on the card. The Skaven Thrower has a skull and a football. The skull is the cheating icon, and the football is the passing icon. So when the Skaven Thrower comes into play, he gets a cheating token, which we'll explain later, and he gets to move the ball from the pitch, or move the ball. Uh, if the ball, which, the ball, which is another aspect that we'll explain in a minute, um, gives you two points, and he can move it to himself, or he can knock it out of the hands of somebody else if they're holding it. Um, the Skaven Gutter Runner uh, passes twice and also has a thing called Swift, uh, which is basically you get to filter out your hand a bit. You draw a card from your remaining players, and then you discard a card. Um, he also has an ability called Dodge, which lets him, make, basically lets the, uh, if he's, if he's being tackled, he can make the person tackling re-roll their tackle dice. Uh, then we have the Skaven Blitzer, who has the tackle ability, which is the one thing that we haven't talked. One of the things that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, whenever you have a card that has the ability to tackle, you play them down. And if there is an opposing team member on the field that you're on, um, you attempt to tackle. You compare your strength or star power to the person you're attacking's strength or star power. If it's higher, you roll two of the, you roll both of the tackle dice. There are two tackle dice in the game. You roll both of them and pick one. If they're equal, you roll one of them. And if it's lower, you roll you roll both of them and your opponent picks one. And are there any other abilities here that I need to talk about? No. Those are the four those are the four mainstays. Yeah, those are the four mainstays. Tackling, cheating, sprinting, passing. Yep. So, that's the that's the anatomy of a card. The game itself is played over the course of five rounds uh, in which you partake in a number of skirmishes equal to the players playing, plus, uh, plus one if you have a specific event going on, plus an event or tournament. Uh, events are cards that can affect the way the other, play, the other matchups go. Or they can be tournaments, which are which are basically another matchup, but one that there's no that anybody can take part of. A normal matchup is one v one. So if you're playing with four people, only two people can have a, can be on any one matchup at a time. Um, whereas with a tournament, all four of them can be on. The way you play is the uh, the matchups are the matchups are listed as highlights. And they go flat on the ground. They go flat on the board, and they have information on them. In addition to the name, which is just flavorful, uh, they have a pitch. They have a, they have a field on on them. And when you orient the field between the two players, there is there are icons in the middle and icons at either end zone. To play in that field, you place the card in your hand from your hand to either side of the field. Whichever side of the field you're on determines what reward you get at the end of the game, and the person who's opposing you places their card at the other side on their turn. And the objective is to have the most power, star power, on the field by the end of the match, which is basically, and, and, and each round ends when everybody's out of cards. You draw six at the beginning of the round, 
you play two rounds of cards. The only exception to that is if you if for, for whatever reason you end up with more cards in your hand than six, you still end after six rounds. There is one event that has you draw two extra cards, and the, it's over after yeah, six rounds. Yeah, still yeah, it's still over after six rounds. So, um, that's I mean, there's a, there's a, a ball token which we talked about earlier. When you lay out the when you lay out the matches, a ball token goes midfield or on the match on the match card. And you can pick it up when you put down a character that passes, and that's how you get it. And it's worth two extra points at the end of the mat, at the end of the round. And whoever has the ball wins ties. Yep, whoever has the ball wins ties. And the objective of the game is to have the most fans at the end, not necessarily to win the most games, but to have the most fans at the end of the season, which is the five rounds. And I say not necessarily to win the most matches because I won the game we played, and I did not win the most matches. I won the least matches. But, Mike, I was playing the Chaos All-Stars, and they get fans for beating people into the dirt, which is what I was doing. Uh, the rewards that you can get range from fans, which are represented by a little flag token, uh, All-Star players, which are, which, are separated into, uh, which are separated into brand decks. Um, the two brands being the CWC and the OWA. Yeah. Uh... And skill imp- or, sorry, uh, team improvements, which are things that you have just off to the side from the beginning and give you activatable benefits or passive benefits. And staff improvements, which are the same thing, but they're a stack of generic ones that everybody can get. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Nope. Mechanic-wise. And then... At the end of the at the end of the game, you go to the Blood Bowl, and whoever wins gets the most fans. Well, gets a lot of fans. So yeah, that's that's the game. So let's talk about our first impressions. Uh, cheating tokens. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Cheating tokens. So cheating tokens, you get whenever you cheat. Whenever you have a character that you lay down that has a cheating icon on them, they don't do anything until the end of the match. At the end of the match, during the scoreboard phase, or at the end of the round, at the scoreboard phase, you flip them over. Flipping them over reveals either a star power percentage, a number of fan tokens, or a whistle. If it's a whistle, that person is immediately ejected from the match, meaning that their star power is gone from your team, which hurt people a couple times. Uh, If it's a star power, that star power is added immediately to their current star power. Their cheating has made them stronger. Helps you. Um, And if it's a fan, you you immediately get that amount of fans. Apparently fans love cheating in Blood Bowl. Yep. Well, cheating is when you pound a player into the dirt. And to clarify, there's a whole bunch of tokens. Uh, there's only six of them are whistles. So it's very unlikely that you'll actually get called out on your cheating, unless you accumulate well, a lot of tokens or however, your units. The the six of them that are cheat tokens are the most common. The cheat tokens are the most common. There's just a lot of other types. Yeah, if we, if we look at the breakdown here, which is somewhere... At the beginning. Is that the beginning? No, it's in the, it's in the back. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's in the back. back. So there are six whistle tokens, four zero star power tokens, so no effect. Nine. Oh no! So no, they're not the most plentiful. The, yeah. the one star power are the most plentiful. There's nine of those. Nine one star power. They're the second most plentiful though. Nine one star power, four two star power, two three star power, four one fan, and one double fan. But it's still six out of. 30 tokens. Yeah, 6 out of There's 30 There's only tokens. 6 out of 30, which is a 1 in 5 chance of being called out of the game. Yep. So, 
cheating is to your benefit statistically. It's also mandatory. So it's like, if you play a card that has a cheating icon, you have to take a cheating token. You can't not. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The game goes by in three... Each round goes by in three phases. The maintenance phase, where you draw new... Where you replenish your hand, refresh any cards that any, any of the uh, upgrade cards that have been used, um, restock the cheating token pool... You reveal the spike magazine card of the game of the of the game, which basically is basically you reveal all your matches. Which is the event which is the event or tournament. Uh, and then you reveal your highlights, which are the matches. And then you prepare and you go. Whoever has the first player token goes. There's the matchup phase, which is one by one, going around the table, everybody plays one card on a matchup. Uh, this is also where you can use skills to benefit that, and it's where you use the abilities of the cards. The abilities on the cards only get used when you play them. So if I have a card that says tackle, I play him, he tackles then. He doesn't tackle later, he tackles then. Um, then after that, after everybody's played all their cards, you go to the, mat the scoreboard phase, which is where you resolve the cheating tokens, and then you resolve the matchups. That's it. That's that, yeah. So, first impressions, starting with Shadow Course. Um, I absolutely love Blood Bowl, so I definitely immediately started liking this game as soon as we started playing it. Uh, it's, it reminds me a lot of Bodgermania. Uh, the, the building your deck up so that you can potentially win more matchups with your stacked deck as you try and, uh, as you try and, um, uh, claim matches to get more benefits to get closer to winning. Uh... The effects are a lot more immediate than Bodgermania. You know, the prizes aren't for the final match, therefore keep going. It's it's a lot of a deck-building game as well. Uh, it's definitely... I started enjoying it immediately, basically. Okay. Um, so, I'm not... I'm iffy on Blood Bowl. It's fine. It's not typically my thing. This game, I liked much more. It's much... It's got a lot more far-reaching tactical implications in my mind because obviously Blood Bowl itself is a, strat is a very strategic game this is much more tactical type strategy much more you're, what you're, rewards you're, do I go for how do I build my deck up you're looking at the much broader you're, yeah, you're, you're looking at a much broader picture in this than you are in Blood Bowl yes and it's, it's less about the minutia um, I love how the different teams played um Looking back on the... I, I played the elves, and I really enjoyed the fact that the elves eliminate randomness by letting you cipher through cards, and they don't tackle as much. They actually try to win the game fairly, and they don't have cheat tokens, so you're less likely to be called out. Um, which is another less randomness. So I really enjoyed that, that that style of play was there, but that John could still play his punch-everybody-in-the-face style. And yep. William could play orcs, which always makes him happy. This is a, you give me orcs and I'm good. <clears throat> this ha it, it has a play style for everybody. It's got a lot of tactical implication. It is a long game, but it moves very fast. Yeah, which I enjoyed. As it, well. doesn't, it doesn't have a lull in the action. Yeah, once you start, once you started figuring out how to play. My first impression was abysmal. Um, not that the game was abysmal, but I was like, oh my god, this is a game that cut that clocks in it up to four hours long. It's taking us an hour to set it up in the first place. Austin's reading rules, and I don't understand what he's saying because he reads rules horribly. Uh, it's like I, I had no idea. I love Blood Bowl, but I had no idea what was going on, and it looked supremely complex. Then I started playing the game, and I was like, "Oh, 
once again, it's far less complicated than it looks like at first. And what, like, once you get around the bulk of the game and the bulk of explaining what all the bits and pieces do, as is the typical in games like this, it's actually very intuitive to play. And to everything, be- everything you do makes sense once you know what you're doing. Um, so, and, and again, yeah, it does. It, once you know what you're doing, it moves quickly. You know, there's no lull in the action. You have one turn. It's just bam, go, bam, go. You roll the dice, bam, go. Um, the only time that I never didn't like it was uh, when I was. It, it was a muddy day, and uh, and the wood elves were just stepping and, on. Oh no, they weren't these... stepping on. I the chaos warriors were stepping on the wood elves and tripping in the process. Yeah, because um, muddy day makes it very not good to be chaos, but. That is that is a good thing. It's like there's there there are matchups that are beneficial to everybody, and then there are situations that are more beneficial to others. So it's it's like it's one of those things where not only not only is there strategy in how you play the game, there's also strategy in what team you pick for what matchup. Like the the Wood Elves aren't the best matchup for the Chaos. Like like Wood Elves against Chaos is not good. Oh for yeah, them. it's really bad for the Wood Elves. It's bad for the Wood Elves because Chaos don't care about the ball. They just want to punch you. But if the Wood Elves are playing against a team that cares more about the ball or are more defensive, or more more defensive, then they're really good. Because they they like, don't fight; they just take things. Wood Elves are really good against dwarves because or humans or Skaven. Because well, not not Skaven also pass ball, um, but they're they're really good against dwarves because dwarves are defensive. They have a lot of they have a lot of cards that have guard and they tackle, but they only tackle once. Um, and they're consistently three powers, so you know what to look out for. And elves can always oh, get the ball away from you. Now I'm just pit, now I'm just piling on elves to get the points. Um, whereas you know chaos are more suited to knocking out the elves because they just want to crush you. And they're pretty evenly matched against the orcs because the orcs are kind of split fifty fifty between crushing your face and taking your ball. Um, they like to do both at once. Yeah. So, the only problem with Chaos is Chaos never have the ball. So it's like, well, if I, if I hit the ball carrier, I take his ball, but Chaos never have the ball. <laughs> they purposefully ignore the ball and walk past it. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting game. Let's talk about things that we liked. Things that we liked. Shadow Chorus, please keep this to an hour and a half. <laughs> um... I really do enjoy how well the uh, the flavor of the teams stacks up to the the actual game of Blood Bowl. the The orcs like to play the game. The ball is kind of secondary. The ball indicates who you, it, the orcs play the game like they fight in warfare. The ball says who do you who do you form the wall around? Who do you punch? The, like when the ball is in the enemy's hands, it's who you punch. When the ball is in your hands, it's who's supposed to be running forward. You know, it, it's. They, they, they very much play the game, but they play it violently. The elves like to play the game traditionally. They like to grab the ball and try and run to the end zone. Chaos don't care about the ball. They're here to kill people. <laughs> They're here to punch until there is no one left standing. And that's how they win. Skaven cheat. They grab the ball and go around the enemy team, or under them in some cases, to get to the end zone. And dwarves grab the ball and slowly march towards the end zone. It's very, it's very much... The, the teams very much stick to how they play in Blood Bowl. And I very much like that. It, it's very flavorful, very in keeping with the actual game. 
the the flavor's also great. Like the the orc blitzer, he may try to claim that was an arm splint on that play, but it looked like a chopper to me. <laughs> yeah, the it's it's very fun and very simple game. It, this I could teach someone to play this a lot faster than I could teach someone to play Blood Bowl. That doesn't say much, but it's very much a. I can teach you how to drive a car faster than you can teach somebody to play Blood Bowl. <laughs> It's it's. Ver- I can teach people advanced calculus faster than you can teach somebody blood bowl. No, that that one I that one I put my foot down on. <laughs> that's because that's because blood bowl is advanced calculus. Um, uh, but it's it's very much a uh, grab and go ready version of the, the 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 blood bowl universe. It's it's very simple. It's very much a gateway to playing blood bowl. You know, it's like. So this is the broad perspective of playing Blood Bowl. If you want to actually play matches, I'll, I'll tell you later. You know. Yeah. Um, things that I liked. I liked that the game has a lot of... that there, there are random elements to the game that creates risk. It's a thing that you include. But there are so many ways to play around the randomness. And that's true of Blood Bowl the game as well. Yes. Um, I played a little bit of Blood Bowl, and... Um, the, that's how you win Blood Bowl is you mitigate chance and in this game you can mitigate chance playing the like I said the elves they don't tackle people they just take the ball um, like you rarely ever rolled the dice I rarely rolled the dice I had them rolled against me a lot yeah. but I rarely rolled the dice and when I did roll the dice it was because I was using special abilities that made me win yeah that was the only time I rolled the dice um, and there are so many different ways to approach it all three of us played the game very differently, and Shadow Chorus and I both ended up at 36, and John ended up at 37. I ended up at 37, and I took the ball twice and never kept it. And it, it was interesting seeing, well, and not just not just playing the matchups, but playing the whole game. I played early on going for all the improvements, all the cards that give passive abilities or have like weird effects on the team. John played getting all the star players. William played the slow and steady. I'm just going to start getting fans and building my fan base. Yep. Um, and all three were perfectly viable. Yep. Because of how close it was at the end, it shows how viable all those tactics were, how viable all the teams were. Yeah, like, William had the least amount of additional stuff at the end of the game. But I had built up 36 had, fans nonetheless. But you had tons of fans, yeah. Whereas I had the most star players, and Austin had the most improvements. I had this massive line of improvements. What do well, I tap actually now? T- it actually took Austin a couple minutes longer than anybody else because he had so many things to look at. It's like, um, I could use my hired wizard, or I could just give this guy a tackle. Like, or I he doesn't like micromanaging, but he made himself micromanage. <laughs> Oh no, in turn-based strategy, I love micromanagement. It's my jam. Give me options. It's not an RTS. Yeah. It's not an RTS. I'm not an RTS fan in general. Yep. But, I, it, honestly, this game had everything I like about turn-based strategy games. It gave you different ways to, re- to, to reach a long-term goal. Yep. It was everything I liked about TBSs. For me, I, I like, I love the flavor of the game. Like, I, I love how it played, I love how quickly it played. I also love the flavor of the game. William and I were sitting there talking. You heard us at the beginning of this. William and I, throughout playing the game, were doing Jim and Bob impressions just as we were playing the game. Just making commentary in-universe while playing as these team managers. In addition to that, I like, you know, the, uh, the, the, the flavor on the cards. All the cards, most of the cards, if they don't have a, if they don't have a, a long ability, 
uh, or if they don't have an ability, they have a flavor text. For instance, the Skaven Throwers. I see the Scramblers are using their preferred strategy, which I heard one of their throwers called Throw Throw Quick Quick. Oh, hold or on. the my my favorite piece of flavor is the is for the Chaos Beast Man. The Chaos Beast Man says, "Kick him when he's down" is an expression to most. To the Chaos All Stars, it's an entry in the playbook. Uh, my favorite is Aurora Silverleaf, one of the star players. While weapons are banned on the Blood Bowl pitch, my understanding is that Aurora's twin swords are not weapons at all, but religious items of great significance. <laughs> Let's see if the ref shares my understanding. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the flavor is great, and it's it's so tongue-in-cheek and poking fun at, th- at you know, um, for instance, the, 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 the orcs, uh, the orc thrower. The gouge die have a simple incentive for their throwers. Fumble a throw, lose a hand. You know, it's 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 in keeping in flavor with their race and with their, you know, but it's also in keeping with the attitude that Games Workshop and the Warhammer universe have towards fantasy stereotypes and tropes. There's also card art. Oh yeah, this, is a, this is a dwarf with a steamroller. Yeah, the the the, the death roller the is a dwarf art, with a spiked steamroller. The card art is fantastic. Like card art's really good. Um. So, anything else you like, John? Again, the flavor. It's the. It, the biggest thing I love is the flavor. Alright. So let's talk about things we don't like. Things we don't like about the game. I have Shadow Chorus, this has to be at least one thing. This <laughs> has to be at least one thing I don't like. See, now I'm stopping to think. <laughs> I actually... The, the thing that I don't like the most about this game is honestly the, the tokens feel like the materials of the game don't feel great. That's fine. Like, and, and that is that is probably my biggest gripe about the game because it's a really well put together game that I really enjoy but they kind of stopped with the materials. Like the, I do love player cards. Like the the like this is this is your keeping thing. Like the astrolabes from from Metal Adventures. Yeah, and they have that to keep track of your fans. They have like a little scoreboard to watch where your fans are at. But it's the like the the art the the cover is peeling off of this thing. It's just a piece of cardboard with the like the thing. Lay yeah. it on really thinly. It, it's yeah, not the most expensive. It's not nearly as good as it's, the astrolabe from Metal Adventures. Like it's fine, it's nice, but it's like peeling off. It, like it's yeah, I don't like the materials too much. Like they're perfectly fine art wise, but construction wise, they're falling some, apart. Yeah, some of the construction isn't great. You know, so uh, that's probably my biggest gripe that I will have is the materials aren't great. Um, there's a couple little things here and there. Uh, it does have a high barrier of entry just because of it takes a minute to figure out how the game works. Once you know the game, it's really quick, but there's that barrier to entry that is very intimidating. There's also an element of the randomness is is pretty well mitigated, but there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cards, there's a lot of dice, there are times when, no matter how much you stack the odds, you get wrecked. I had two cheating cards in my entire deck. They got called out every game I played them. Meanwhile, that, all of almost all of my cards are cheating cards, and I got called out twice. And he got, like, a whole bunch of plus three and plus two star power things. And fans. And it's... There's only one plus two fan token, and I got it twice. Yeah. it, And it, it's it's worth noting, I can't hold this against the game as much, but it was a feel-bad. I, I wish that it wasn't 
a whistle. A straight, you're out, that's the only penalty. I wish there was some sort of red card down this player sort of thing. It would be better if... It would be better if it, cheating was not mandatory. Yeah. Like, because cheating is mandatory, you have to take that risk to play that card. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, because the cheating cards tend to be really good. Yeah. Like, the cards that cheat tend to be, not always, but tend to be good. Like the Dwarven Death Roller. Now, it attacks three times and cheats one. If, it, and cheats once. If cheating was optional, I would have had to call a flavor foul because the Death Roller does not get on the pitch without getting sent. Yeah, out yeah, the game no, of and that's fair. No. That's fair. I, I just wish that instead of being a straight whistle, that you know, it's okay. Well, here you get called out, you lose star power, or you're cheating like negative fans. star power rather than just straight off the field. Yeah, some but, sort of equalizing penalty. That's also part then again, of the I would have to call flavor foul because if you get yeah. if you get called out, you get disqualified yeah. and sent off the pitch. Can't like, use that player. Like I said, yeah. there's not an easy fix to that. It was just a it it was the, the it was, primary it's an, feel. It's bad. an inherent feel bad in the system. Yeah, and maybe they can't do anything about that. The game's still great regardless, and there was plenty of ways to mitigate that. I didn't have many cheating cards, so I didn't run into it often. Yeah, it's just your luck. You got the yeah. call out. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's like complaining about uh, Dungeons and Dragons because you roll low. Yes, like it's feel bad, but what you gonna do? Yeah, uh, for me, it's 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 a similar thing. It's part elements of the randomness, but it's not it's not elements of the randomness like that so much as it is elements of randomness that eliminate the purpose of your entire being. The um uh, the the muddy field the muddy field wrecked the heck out of the me. muddy field, the chaos warrior's purpose in life is to crush things, and that's not just me being hypothetical or flavorful. They have two cards that can even touch the ball. That's it. All of the of their twelve starting linemen, are those twelve starting players? Only two of them can even touch the ball. How many elves could touch the ball? I want to say six. How many orcs could touch the ball? Uh, a good couple of them, at the very least. Most of the humans can touch the ball. Most of the Skaven can touch the ball. Now, only only two orcs can touch the ball, but more of the orcs more of the orc star players can, and the two that touch the ball have sure hands, so they hold on to it, even if you knock them out. You know, the two chaos guys that touch the ball have dodge. So it's like I'm never going after the ball. So I'm going to try to punch you. But when the field is muddy and I have to take both options, sometimes I punch myself too. The biggest problem was the field was muddy, straight negated star power. Yeah. Period. Because it was always roll two dice, take both effects. Yeah, like I, I would have liked it better if it was if you roll two dice, take both effects. As opposed to, because at that point it's like, well, you know, if you roll two dice... You know, take both effects. If you roll one dice, you don't only take that one. Because at least that point, when you're doing an even matchup, a 3v3, there's still a chance to not hurt yourself. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and it was that alone wrecked my team that round. And granted, it's only one round. You know, it's only one round, and the rest of them I was fine, but it's just a feel bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the, the entire purpose of my team is gone. And most that said, of the other ones one, didn't there, do there, that. that. That said, that there's. Each one is unique. Yeah. No two of these do the same thing. Yeah, no. And, th- and it's not going to come up again. And one of them you would have loved, because violence at an all-time high, after a standing player becomes down, roll a die. On a down result, down player gets injured. Yeah, I mean, 
Like, there, there are those that... And that's what I was talking about earlier. That's part, actually part of what I like about it, is that there are these situations, some of them benefit other teams more, some of them benefit other teams less. But I feel like less extreme options. Yeah, like less 10 or 1. Yes. You know, would, would be nice. But, I mean, you know. That's kind of what Blood Bowl is, though. It's a game of Yeah, games. yeah, it is. Let's talk about the materials for a second. So, like we, like we touched on earlier, there are a bunch of tokens. Uh, there's a whole... Find the list. It is uh, right the here. The cards, I actually really love. Yeah, the cards are nice. The art is nice. The so, cardboard piece is not so much. Yeah, the, the cards are good quality cards. There's 168 cards, and they come in five different categories. 72 player cards, starting player cards, 25 OWA star player cards, 25 CWC star player cards, 32 highlight cards, which are your matchups, and then 14 spike magazine cards, which are your tournaments and special events. So the art on the Spike Magazine cards... The art, art, actually, the art on the Spike Magazine cards are literally just Spike Magazine entries. Like, these are highlights from the Spike Magazine, which is the Blood Bowl magazine. Do they have pictures on them? Yeah. Yeah, so they do have pictures. And they do have... And un- they're all, all the, unique. All the cards do have unique art, except for the Spike Magazine border. Uh, same thing with the highlight reels. They all have unique art, except for the magazine border. Um, the player, the player cards, the ones that are different all have unique art. There are many duplicates. So like, there's three beastmen in the chaos pack, and they all have the same beastman art. Um, but each beastman has the beastman art. Yeah. But and all, each thrower has the thrower, thrower art. And yeah. all fifty star players have unique art. All fifty star players have unique art. Um, the box has unique art. Now, I will, I will make a call out here in that a lot of this art is recycled. Like, the lineman art is just straight the lineman art from Blood Bowl. Yeah, but not the Freebooter lineman. No, that is. Yeah, that's the ogre lineman from the Blood Bowl art. Yeah, but uh, it's redone, though. It's yeah, not It's, it's not yeah. the same exact... It's not like they photocopied it and put it on a there, card. There's also... This one is literally just the orc lineman from Blood Bowl. Yeah, that one is. But this one is, this one is an oil painting version. Yeah, so on right. all of these cards, there's 144 distinct pieces of art just on the 168 main cards. Yeah. In addition to that, there's 58 small cards, 30 team upgrade cards, and 28 staff upgrade cards. I'd like to call that these cards are not nearly the quality... That the yeah the upgrade cards, the upgrade cards are not as good as the player cards. They are basic laminated cardboard, and they don't feel great, and they bend easy. And these are the tiny cards, though. They're also like I've I've yet to find a game that made tiny cards that are, that felt good. No. Yeah, and everything cardboard feels kind of cheap. And then there's 58 cardboard tokens, um, 18 team tokens, which we really didn't use. They're, they're used. I think they're only used to designate. Uh, they're used to def- brand yeah, star they're, players. They're used to designate star players that are from a different race. There are thirty cheating tokens, six ball tokens, and one golden coin marker. In addition to that, there's four scoreboards, which are cute, but they're nothing to write home about, and they're cheaply made. I mean, I like them because they're similar I, to the. I the like that they exist. Yeah, but it's not the best way to. They're do not it. as good as the astrolabes. Um, and there's also two six-sided tackle dice. Tackle dice have three, three tackles, two blanks, and an X, which means that you... you uh, attacker down. Attacker like, down. This game is two to four players. If they had made these with, like... Is your, it only f- two to four? Yeah, it's two to four. There's it, four scoreboards. I feel like you could probably play it with more. 
it, it'd be difficult because you'd run into some issues. Like you run, like you run out of, um, you have to pick more matchups, and like you run out of, you run out of your matchups. There's faster. a no. There's a there. We didn't go through all the matchups. Yeah, but like you'll run through them a lot faster if you're dealing out. There six are thirty-two highlight cards. If you have five rounds, five times six is thirty. Yeah, you so would you use, have up to you, six. You there, up there are six, six. except there except there are some of them where you deal out an extra. The like one where you deal out an yeah. extra. Yeah, there's, there's one, only one where you do out. You have two extra. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could theoretical play with six players. The there's only, only six teams. The only thing stopping you is two people wouldn't have scoreboards, which is fine. You can keep track with a pencil. Yeah, so actually, this is this is actually a two to six player game. But like, if they if they going with the two to four option though, if they if they had made these have a like star power tracker on each of your potentially five matchups like four and then a fifth one no the, the problem one. is the star power changes so rapidly yeah it does i don't think it's worth it like star power changes way more rapidly than I, fans do i don't think we want to track anything else there's really nothing else to track because mm. star power changes at the scoreboard phase star power can change yeah um regardless those are those are all the components. There's a lot. And how what's the MSRP of this game? Um, it's not on the box. It's not on the box. Let's find out. I know. I th- I'm pretty certain it was selling for like forty five bucks. No, I, I I will mention that like aside from mo- the, most of the cardboard stuff, I don't like the first player token, which is the Blood Bowl coin. I actually really like. Like it's it's nice cardboard. It flips like a coin. It's, yeah, but it's a, really, I have, it's a really big gaudy I have coin. nicer big I have nicer gold coins that would flip better and sound better. A splendor token. Yeah, but I have I have a cheap I have cheap gold coins that you can get in a bag for a buck. Yeah, but it's not a blood bowl coin. You know, it's no, like, it's not a blood bowl coin, but you know, there are there are purpose. there are better coins, but I do like this. I, I do like the blood bowl first player token and that it is a blood bowl coin. Yeah. No. The the the, the materials aren't bad the msrp material, msrp 35 bucks 34.95 i would say for as many things as you get for this game to only be 35 dollars, they had to do things this cheaply yeah there is not a fee because this is a lot it's for a lot 35 dollars, especially coming out of blood bowl you know what playing blood i'm more before. willing to pay 35 bucks for this than i am 25 bucks for one night werewolf oh yeah <laughs> so much <laughs> But and, I mean, I, and that's even understanding where all the $25 of that goes into the app. Like, I'm actually finding trouble how with how they fit this into $35. Yeah. Like, like this well, is, I mean, it's it, it's mostly all the, like, all, almost like, all the cardboard came on two racks of chits. And real and the, the, re, the, 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 aside from the cardboard, the real answer is they recycle a lot of their art from their other materials, but it's all unique art among the game. Yeah, so, so. They, they don't have to pay artists again because it, they, they already had it I mean, it's, it's Games Workshop. They probably have artists on hire, which is much cheaper than hiring. Okay, yeah. They've, they've got hired artists. Like, yes. And some of this art may be unique to the cards, but... But it's it done is, by their on hire artists. It's the same artists, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's... Uh, is that it? Is that all we have to say? Yeah. Final review scores and opinions? Yeah. I give it an A. It's solid A. Uh, it's a game that I really like to play. I like to play it a lot. I would like. I really want to keep playing this game more. Um, there's only a couple of little gripes that I don't like about it. Stop it from being an A+. Like, the, the material... Literally just the material. Stop it from being an A+, to me. Uh, the material is just kind of... But everything else is great. Um, I'm bouncing between A and A minus, and the, the two big factors are I love the game, 
it does take a long time. You have to dedicate a lot of time to it, which puts it towards the A-. minus. But at $35, I have to put it at A. Like... See that that's it's impressively priced. That's that's the difference. It is our, a high monetary value. That is the difference between our judging capacity. Like me, I don't care if it's a long game. My 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 two types of games are quick games that I can slam out a lot, or long games that I'll be playing for a bit. I don't yeah. like the ones that are in the middle. I mean, that's why we have typically four people doing this. Yeah, you also care less about price than I do. Yeah, I'm very price conscious, and a thirty-five dollar game that includes as much as this game does, like. This is in a genre of games that starts at 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. And it's 35, which yeah. is an incredible deal. Mm-hmm. Which is impressive coming from Games Workshop, but then it's made by Fantasy Flight, who do do good prices. Yeah. Um, I want to play it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to stop the recording, play it, see if we can get it under an hour, and then start the recording back up and say if we did or not. Hey. Like, any game... First of all, I can only find a couple things that I don't like about it. And I want to play it right now. I want to actively be playing it right now. Yeah. That is really all I need to say about it. You guys have heard me gripe about things. Uh, it's in flavor. That the two it's of us well can, can gripe about yeah. Oh, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. It's in flavor. It's well-priced. The art's good. The gameplay is good. It, it, it you know it's fun I can play it the way I want to play it Austin can play it the way he wants to play it Wayne can play it the way he wants to play it and we all play very differently and we all play games very differently Holly can play it the way she wants to play it if she wants to play it um we all play games very differently and I just want to keep playing it hey that's a first straight second A's. triple A there's huh. one one other game that we've done, we've done straight A's. But somebody gave it A minus, I think. Yeah, no. it was all it was all within the A category. This is the first time we've all done flat A. I maybe. But I only know. three of us are here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So Hollywood give Holly gives it a C on principle, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep us just to keep us from doing it. Right. Regardless. But yeah, no, uh, it's a good game. Get it. It's great. I love it. Blood Bowl. <laughs> Thirty-five dollars. I know, right? Let's play some Blood Bowl.